Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship on this beautiful Sunday morning. I know there's a few of you standing out back. Don't worry, there are plenty of seats up front if you need. I promise it's okay. Remember, the the front seats are the expensive seats. We always seem to forget that. Uh, Welcome to worship, all of you. It is wonderful to see you all here this morning. 
And I am so thankful that we actually have such an, uh, an amazing thing going on this week. And we have some guests here with us. We have Dr. G. Dr. G, you want to wave your hand there? We have Dr. G back there. He is, and he's getting a nice round of applause. He is the pastor and professor who has been teaching here this weekend a a wonderful course. And we have members of our church, we have guest members from other churches who are here as well that have been participating in this wonderful uh, lay pastoral care leadership program. I can't wait to hear even more. From the emails and the texts that I've received so far, our people have already gotten so much out of it. So it's wonderful. So welcome, Dr. G. I don't want to pronounce your name wrong, so I'm sticking with Dr. G. So welcome to you. Welcome to our friends that are here from our sister churches. Welcome to everyone. And now, friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. And now first, can we turn around and wave to anybody who's worshiping online? Good morning. And take a moment to greet one another. And now let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn towards you this morning. Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and with your power as we worship you this morning. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we gather here online or in this place. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And now, friends, we have some announcements. So first, I'm going to invite Troy to come forward to make his announcement. And as he's coming forward, Gay handed me a couple of announcements that I need to make. The first one is that there is going to be no cookies and conversations today, which is our kind of summer uh, fellowship hour, because we are going to send the pastoral care leadership team back into the fellowship hall to do some more of their training. And so there will be no cookies and conversations this week. That will resume next week. Also, Ladies Fellowship is meeting next Saturday at 11 a.m., and we are going to have Evan. Grady, who will be the guest speaker, and she will be talking about birthday buddies, which is for foster children. And so it says to bring a bag lunch. Anybody is welcome to join this women's fellowship meeting. Uh, Bring a bag lunch and chair if the weather is good, and they will meet outside if that's possible or inside if not. And real quick, uh, in addition to our our lay pastoral uh, care training this weekend, uh, we're opening for anyone who may be interested, uh, if you have time this uh, late this morning after church, uh, starting at about 11, we're going to have a workshop. Um, and we open it to you. It's, there's no cost to attend. We'll even feed you. We have lunch coming at about 12 o'clock. Uh, it's on spirituality and religion. Uh, for example, when people say, I'm spiritual, not religious, what does that mean? And if there's something that you would be interested in hearing more about, uh, be part of the discussion. Um, Dr. G will be the one to, to facilitate. He also has, as an author of a couple of books that he has also with us, uh, that are available to, to look through um, and to uh, see if this is something that you'll be of, uh, of interest to you. So again, we're starting at about 11 o'clock after worship service. If you're interested, meet us in Cook Hall, and uh, we'd love to have you attend. Good morning. 
Just want to ask for a quick prayers for Kim, my wife. Uh, she had her gallbladder out yesterday. Uh, she's still in pain, and she should I think she should be coming home today. So uh, just keep your, in your prayers that she has a good uh, recovery. Thank you. Good morning. It's nice to see everybody again. We are going to start instituting something we haven't done in quite a while. The ushers will now be taking the offering from the pews. And I am assuming we're going to be doing this every Sunday hereafter. Uh, you can go on that unless we tell you otherwise. So when you come in, keep your offering. The ushers will come by. They will be picking up your offerings and bringing them down for the blessing. Thank you.
Amen, and please be seated. And now, friends, we will light our peace candle. And as we light our peace candle, we do so praying with all of our hearts for peace. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. And Lord, we pray for peace. We pray for peace that surpasses all human understanding, but Lord, we also pray for peace on earth. Lord, we ask that you can use us to be instruments of your peace in this world. May you use us and bless us so that one day there can be peace on earth. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Hi, brother, and hi, kids. Hi, Bernie, and good morning, kids. Charlie, look how cute our little friend Finn is in his super dog costume. Isn't he the cutest? He is pretty cute. Too bad we didn't have capes on in this photo. We could look like flying super dogs. That would be awesome. Well, Charlie, what can we learn about today? Any cool stories with superpowers? Well, Jesus did make a lot of miracles happen, so I guess you could say miracles were his superpower. What did he do? Did he heal people? He did heal a lot of people, but in the story the adults are going to talk about today, Jesus actually took five loaves of bread and two fish, and he blessed the food and then miraculously fed over 5,000 people. From only five loaves and two fish? You and I could eat that on our own! Exactly. But Jesus told everyone who had followed him and his disciples to sit, and he blessed the food, and then he made the disciples give it to the people, and everyone was miraculously fed. That is amazing! It sure was, but that's not where the story ends. After that, Jesus and his disciples went off on their own, and really early in the morning the disciples were in their boat, and Jesus was on the land. And then the weather got kind of bad, like it was yesterday. And so as the disciples were struggling on the boat, Jesus walked on the water towards them. He did what? He walked on the water. Do you mean in the water, brother? Nope. He walked on top of the water to his disciples who were out on the boat. Wow. Could you imagine seeing that? I bet the disciples were amazed. At first, they were actually a bit scared. They couldn't tell it was Jesus walking towards them, and they didn't know that he could do anything like that. But didn't they know that Jesus had all sorts of power from God? They were slowly figuring that out. Wow. So Jesus fed thousands of people, and then he walked on water? Yep. And that's just in one chapter. You should see what else Jesus can do. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing, brother. Kids, I learned a lot today, and I hope you did too. Have a good day in Sunday school, and we'll see you next week. Bye, kids. See you next week. Good morning. 
you dried out yet? Um, we're going to do the litany. Just follow along. Thank you. Rejoice, rejoice, folks. Jesus is in our midst. Feed us, Jesus, and fill us with hope. Be glad, friends. Jesus has bread and fish to spare. Feed us, Jesus, and fill us with hope. Sing for joy, people of God. God gathers up the pieces of our lives that nothing may be lost. Feed us, Jesus, and fill us with hope. Amen. Amen, and please be seated. 
And now our reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark, the sixth chapter. You can open up your pew Bibles now if you would like to follow along. But before we even begin to read, I want to just say a thank you to this amazing church for how wonderful and supportive you were for Kaylee, who preached her first sermon last week while I was away. I just loved all of the support that she received, and that's just such a blessing because preaching your first sermon is not something that's easy to do. And she felt that, yes, as the pastor of many years knows, it's not the easy thing to do. And so I'm so thankful that we have such a loving and supportive church that she felt that love as she was preaching last week. So thank you all for being that support. And now, friends, we are going to read from the Gospel of Mark, the sixth chapter. We are going to start with verse 30 and read through the end of the chapter. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure time even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them and hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. And as Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things and when it grew late his disciples came to him and said this is a deserted place and the hour is now very late send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy some oh sorry I skipped there so as he went ashore he saw a great crowd and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things and when it grew late his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy them something for themselves to eat. But Jesus answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, are we to go and to buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And Jesus said to them, how many loaves have you? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five and two fish. And he ordered them to get all of the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties and taking five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them and all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of pieces and of the fish. And those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. By the way, that's only the total of men. They didn't count the women. 5,000 men. And even imagine how many women were there as well and children. Verse 45, and immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat And go on ahead to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. And after saying farewell to them, he went up to the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out at sea and he was alone on the land. And when he saw that they were straining at the oars against the adverse winds, he came towards them early in the morning, walking on the sea. 
Now, he intended to pass them by. That's a verse I don't quite understand. He intended to pass them by. But when he saw them, or when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought that it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And then he got into the boat with them, and the winds ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, and their hearts were hardened. And when they had crossed uh, crossed over, they came to the land of Genesaret and moored the boat. And when they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they they heard that he was. And wherever he went into the villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick at the marketplace and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak and all who touched it were healed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning, Lord. Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power. Bless us, Lord, so that our hearts are not hardened, but that we can follow you. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So when we start reading at that 30th chapter, what the disciples are eager to tell Jesus all about is that they had just returned from going off two by two from village to village and teaching all the people that they interacted with. And so all of these disciples, they came back from their two by two missions and they were eager and excited to see Jesus. They were eager and excited to tell Jesus about everything that they had seen and everything that they had had done. When I imagine the disciples, I kind of imagine like like little kids, like when I picked up my kids from their first week at Dunkirk, and I picked them up and in the car, they're both so eager and excited to tell me about all the things that they did and all the things that they got to experience. That's what I imagine happened with Jesus' disciples. They were so overwhelmed. They were exhausted, of course, from all of their hard work, but they were excited and they just wanted to tell Jesus absolutely everything. So Jesus looks at them and he knows that they're tired. He knows that they've done some really good work, that they're spiritually uplifted, but physically they're exhausted. You guys know that feeling? Think about Brianna when we come home from a mission trip and and it's we're spiritually lifted, but emotional, but physically exhausted. You guys know that feeling, right? Yep, you guys know that this isn't rhetorical. You're supposed to actually answer. You guys know that feeling, right? You're spiritually encouraged, but you are physically exhausted. Well, that's what happened with the disciples. And so Jesus, he's going to take them away to a quiet place. 
to a deserted place where they can tell him everything that they did, and then they can rest a little while. But as they're getting on a boat to go to this deserted place, to go to this place that they're supposed to be all alone, people see Jesus. And people see Jesus and his disciples, and they're like, oh, we know where he's going. We know his secret place. We've seen him there before. And so they all, it's funny, I think that they run. I don't think that they walk. I think that they run. They leave all their stuff behind, and they start running to this deserted place so fast that they beat Jesus and his disciples there who are taking a boat. And and then Jesus and his disciples, they dock the boat. And all these people are surrounding them in their deserted place. And their quiet place, the place that they've gone to rest. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was Jesus and the disciples, I might be a little bit annoyed. If I'm ready for some rest, I think I might be feeling a little bit annoyed. It's like, come on, we're going to rest. We're exhausted. I might feel a little bit annoyed, but Jesus doesn't feel annoyed at all. But instead, we learn that Jesus has what? He has compassion for them. He has compassion for them. And then we talked about this at Bible study this week. Why does Jesus have compassion for them? He has compassion for them because they are like sheep without a shepherd. They're like sheep without a shepherd, and so Jesus has compassion for them. Now, I grew up with cows. I grew up with an awful lot of cows. That's what happens when you live on 248 acres of land with cow pastures in your backyard and and a farm across the street, a dairy farm. So I grew up with cows. I can tell you a lot of things about cows. I can tell you, do you know that cows can just jump over a fence, even pregnant cows? I used to come home from school some days and get off the school bus, and I'd be like, oh, I got to walk across the street to the farm because there's a cow in our yard. (laughs) The fun stories that happen when you grow up in a rural environment. So I know a lot about cows, but I don't know much about sheep. I mean, I I know that they, you know, are fun to pet with all their wool. That's about all I know. I don't know much about sheep. So I went on to Dr. Google, and Dr. Google told me some things about sheep. Now, sheep have a pretty bad reputation. Did you know this? They're, They're nice creatures, but they have a bad reputation for being a little bit I don't like this word, but I'm going to say it, and and please forgive me for being a little bit stupid. They have a bad reputation for being a little bit stupid. You want to hit the next slide there for me, Adam? This is a quote from Tim Challies. You don't need to be able to read it. I'll read it for you. He says, left to themselves, sheep will not and cannot last very long. Just about any other domesticated animal can be returned to the wild and will stand a fighting chance of survival, but not sheep. Put a sheep in, a wild, in the wild, and you've just given nature a snack. So apparently, apparently sheep aren't the smartest creatures. Apparently, they're, they're not very good at fighting for themselves or, or fending for themselves at all whatsoever. But Dr. Google told me a couple other things. Apparently, even though sheep have a bad reputation for being stupid, they're actually not that stupid. Do you know that sheep can recognize about 50 different human faces? Fun fact. Yep, 50 different human faces, and they're extremely emotionally intelligent. Apparently, sheep really care about one another. They care about their sheep friends. Maybe that's why they're always in this big herd, because they like to be together. If one of their friends is attacked, they'll stay there with that friend. If one of their friends is taken off to be slaughtered, they feel emotionally you know, broken because their friend is being taken away from them. So sheep are actually emotionally intelligent even though they're not the brightest creatures. And part of how they're not the brightest creatures, I'm going to tell you a sad story. So you want to show me my picture of sheep again? 
So I'm going to tell you a little sad story. I don't know if any of you guys heard about this, but back in 2005 in Turkey, there was a sheep catastrophe. Does anybody remember a sheep catastrophe in the year 2005? Well, what happened was uh, there were these sheep, and these sheep belonged to many different farmers. I guess a lot of these farmers had like 20 sheep each. And so this was a whole community of sheep. And then one sheep jumped off a cliff. Accidentally, I'm sure. It probably fell off a cliff. One sheep fell off a cliff, but do you know what happened to the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds? You got it. They all followed. One sheep accidentally fell off a cliff, and hundreds of sheep just followed, and all of the farmers had to just stand there and watch all of their sheep voluntarily jump off a cliff. I know, it was absolutely terrible, and not only were these sheep lives that that were lost, but also it cost them something like uh, something like four million dollars worth of produce or something, or worth of uh, farming stuff. It cost them a lot of money, too. It was a terrible thing. So sheep They're not the brightest. They stick together emotionally. They're intelligent. But sheep without a shepherd are in some seriously serious trouble. So when I when I look at this reading, I think that that's what Jesus is talking about. He looked at these crowds of people and he's like, they're like sheep without a shepherd. I mean, one of them took off and everybody else followed. One of them said, oh, I know where Jesus is going and everybody else followed. But they're like sheep without a shepherd because emotionally they, they want to connect. Emotionally they, they care and emotionally they feel. But they have big emotions, but no one to guide them. They were longing for a purpose, but they had no instruction. They were searching for more, but they had no one to help them and to guide them. So Jesus looked at these crowds of people, and he said that they were like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus had compassion on them. And what did he do? He taught them. Before he even fed them, he sat them all down and he taught them. And this is something that's really important because what we do when we look at this reading, a lot of the times when we look at this reading, at this part of the chapter, what do we focus on? We focus on the feeding of the 5,000. By the way, 5,000 plus women and children, so even more. So we focus on the feeding, but what does Jesus do before he even feeds the crowd? What does he do? He teaches them. He teaches them and he gives them guidance. Now I wonder what he taught them. Wouldn't you love to be able to have been there and to hear everything that Jesus taught the crowds? But we don't know what it was. But I can imagine that when Jesus taught them, he taught them a message of love. I imagine that when Jesus taught them, he taught them that God is love and that God loves them and God is with them. I think that Jesus taught the crowds that were sitting there that they are worthy of God's love. Even if others have told them that they're not worthy, Jesus is there to tell them, you are worthy of God's love. So Jesus tells them and teaches them amazing things. And I'm pretty sure that God, that Jesus taught them that, that they are worthy of God's love. What else could Jesus have taught them as they sat there that day? Maybe it was kind of like the Beatitudes. Maybe he looked at them and maybe there were poor people who were gathered there, poor people who felt worthless. And maybe Jesus looked at them and he said, blessed are you who are poor. For yours is the kingdom of heaven. Maybe he looked at people who were just full of sorrow and lost. And maybe he looked at them and he said, 
Blessed are you who weep, for you will laugh. Maybe he looked at them and he taught them so much that they had never imagined anybody could teach them this amount of wisdom. Maybe they just sat there and they soaked it up, they soaked it up for so long that they forgot that they were getting hungry. Have you ever been so invested in something that you forget to eat? Has that happened to anybody here? I remember when I was a kid and my mom would somehow go a whole entire day and then she'd be, it would be time for dinner and she'd be like, oh man, I haven't eaten anything today. And I'd look at her and be like, how, how is that even possible? But as I get older, sometimes I get in the middle of doing something. And when I'm in the middle of doing something, I don't want to pause to eat. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think that's what happened to all these crowds of people. They were all sitting there listening to Jesus. They were sitting there listening to the message that God loves them and that they are worthy no matter what other people have told them. They're sitting there listening to this powerful message and they completely forgot to eat (laughs) until they're starving. And I love that. I love that Jesus, he then, you know, uses his disciples who are exhausted, by the way, and he says, you give them something to eat. Let's see how this is possible. And so they took the fish and they took the bread and they blessed it and then miraculously it multiplied and everybody was fed. But before they were fed, physically they were fed spiritually and that's so very important but here's the thing friends i look around the world and sometimes i see far too many people who are like sheep without a shepherd i look around the world and i see that there are so many people lost and afraid and alone or maybe feeling unworthy for one reason or another i look around the world and i see people who are like sheep without a shepherd I see people who they'll do anything to feel loved. They'll even put themselves in dangerous places and dangerous environments because they'll do anything to feel loved because they are like sheep without a shepherd. I see people who they turn to to anything that's shiny. You know, they think that that they're going to follow the money. They, They look at anything that's shiny and they follow anything that's shiny thinking that that can give them worth. And yet they still feel so alone. I look around the world and I see so many people who are like sheep without a shepherd. Just uh, last night, actually, Trevor and I were watching that new Mighty Ducks series. Has anybody seen that? It's on Disney+. Plus. I see Sarah's hands waving in the back. So here's the thing about Sarah and I. We're approximately the same age, and I don't know about all of you guys, but we grew up watching the movie Mighty Ducks. Are, are, we, are you right there, Sarah? So, so Trevor, my husband, and Sarah and I were all r- r- roughly the same age, and when we were you know, kids in the 90s, we saw the movie Mighty Ducks. Have you guys seen the movie Mighty Ducks? Yeah? You guys are so quiet today. Why why is everybody so quiet today? Ah, okay. So so give me a little raise of the hand if you've ever seen the movie Mighty Ducks. I'll slow down here for a second. Okay, good. It's a good movie, isn't it? Well, now there's a show following it like 30 years later, and it's like a, a continuation 30 years later. And in an episode that Trevor and I were watching last night, it's not a spoiler alert, there's actually the original Mighty Ducks, the original cast, makes an appearance in the episode. And Trevor had remembered seeing something, and so he brought it up to me last night. And I'm like, oh, man, now I've got to add something to my sermon. Because what he saw last night was something that I saw was so applicable. So in the original Mighty Ducks, will you change the slide? 
In the original Mighty Ducks, there was that cute, uh, look how adorable he is, that goalie. He's the goalie from Mighty Ducks. And so he was in Mighty Ducks, and look how healthy he looks. He's so darn adorable, you know, and he had such a personality in the original movie. Well, Trevor had sadly seen somewhere online that eventually things didn't go his way. Maybe he was like a sheep without a shepherd. Maybe he had a lot of money at a young age as a child actor, but didn't know what to do with it. I don't know exactly what happened, but you want to hit the next slide? This was a picture of him not that long ago. He found his way to drugs. Because sometimes that's what we do when we're like sheep without a shepherd. Sometimes we're searching for more. Sometimes we're longing for more until we find ourselves basically off a cliff like the sheep. There are people who are like sheep without a shepherd. Now, I'm not going to leave you sad because I'm going to show you a picture of him today. You want to hit the next slide? Somebody got him help. There he is today. He's doing well again. He's apparently been sober for a year, so there's good news. But there are too many people in this world who are like sheep without a shepherd. They're lost. They don't feel loved. They don't feel worthy. But I want to look at all of you guys today, our church family, and I see some new faces, and I'm so glad you guys are here as well. Do you know that you are loved? Do you know how loved you are? Do you know that our God loves us no matter what we do? Do you know that we love you? Your church community, we are here for you and we love you from the little tiny age of that until even so much bigger. Do you know? He's so cute, I know. Do you know how loved we are? That's the thing. People are going to spend their whole lives trying to feel loved or feel worthy. We don't have to search anywhere. Because you know what? Our God loves us. And you know what? We come here as this community of faith because it's our job to love one another. And then we go out there in this world to go love even more people, even the people we might not like very much. We've got to go out there in the world and we have to love them because that's what Jesus tells us to do. So there are so many people like, like the sheep without a shepherd, but we have a shepherd, and our shepherd is Jesus, and we have a shepherd, and he gave us the power of the Holy Spirit, and we have a shepherd, and we are never alone, and we always have the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us, and we need to know that we are always loved, and we are always worthy, and we are worthy because Jesus made us worthy, and we don't need to do anything to make ourselves feel worthy because God deems that we are worthy. So we need to go out there in the, into this world and share that love because we know that we have a shepherd and his name is Jesus and we have the guide of the Holy Spirit and there are people out in there in the world that are so lost and that don't know this. So do you want to know what we get to do? We get to tell them. I know you guys don't have to go knocking on any doors. But sometimes people just need to know, you know what? God loves you. You know what? You are worthy. Sometimes we just have to go out there in the world and tell people. Because not enough people know. But you, you are loved. And you are worthy. We are not lost. We are not like sheep without a shepherd. But we have the greatest shepherd of all. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God. We turn to you on this day, Lord.
And we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. God, we look out there in this world and we see so many people who are lost. So many people who are searching for more and yet coming up empty. Lord, I just hope and I pray that they can find you. Help us to help them to find you. Help us to help them to feel loved and to feel worthy. Lord, in a world that tells everybody that they're not good enough, you deem that we are all good enough. So Lord, fill us with your love. Fill us with your power. Guide us and bless us this day and every day. And together we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This is hard to follow. <laughs> that was great. Um, uh, now is the time for the offerings, and you can give online also. Thank you.
Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Now go forth with the blessing of Christ. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all. Amen.